Are you ready to turbocharge your financial IQ? Hey friends, my name is Murray Miller and I want to welcome you and your family to the Family Business Podcast where every episode is designed to keep you focused and on track to live a life free of financial stress, worry and fear. Would you like to know the exact powerful money strategies that not only our immediate family has implemented, but also our extended family of thousands and thousands of people around the world? Well, then let's get on with it and let's begin building a financial wall around your family. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, my goodness. A lot has happened since our last podcast. Man, we had a major event for a group out uh, in Arizona with all our team leaders. We shot a new video, which is currently in the editing stage, and that is going to be so powerful. It's all regarding building a sustainable residual income, and that's going to be coming out on all of our social channels shortly, so keep an eye out for that. We're very excited. Susan and I packed up our bags. We left Arizona. We spent a week in Newport Beach, California before heading back east where we are now settled into our Foxborough home temporarily. We're going to be here for a month or so before we move down to uh, Cape Cod to our beach house. But we are very excited heading into this summer and everything that we have going on. It's going to be incredible. I've actually got a trip coming up in just a couple of weeks to Minneapolis, which I'm very, very excited about. I'm going to be attending a four-day event called VCon, which is a conference that is going to be amazing. It's all regarding Web3 technology, NFTs, cryptocurrencies. It's going to have leaders in the space, many famous entrepreneurs, artists, entertainers. I cannot wait to attend. It's going to be so powerful. There'll be thousands and thousands of people there that I'll be networking with. And I am going to be bringing back so much powerful information for you. I'm just really, really excited about that. So um, since we've last had a podcast episode, I've onboarded a dozen or so new clients just in the last few weeks with our tax-free compounding program. So all is good, and I am very, very excited to bring you today's episode. We are going to be having a great discussion today about some of the tips that I want to bring to you in regard to your own financial plan, your own financial strategies. I think I could easily make the title for today's uh, episode the best financial advice that I've ever received. And I think that maybe you have a natural affinity for making money and managing money. And at some point in your life, perhaps someone dropped a pearl of wisdom in your lap that has made your financial life better. And that is what I want to talk about today. Perhaps I can add a few points um, that will help you further add to your own financial IQ. And I think I'll start with this one. I think that over a period of time, people end up making more money uh, or get a raise or do something. And I think that the most important thing you can do when you start making more money or get a raise is to automatically invest half of it into your savings every single time. And when I'm talking about savings, I'm talking about whether it's your retirement plan at work or your investment plan at home or, you know, the the plan that you put together to set you free financially, wherever that money is going, 
that is where it needs to go every single time you start to make more money. Because you know what? Otherwise, we just spend it. And I promise you, you will not miss this money if you just put half of it away because you didn't have it before. So when you say, but I can't afford to do that, Murray, I want you to stop. And I want you to push harder because, yes, you can and you must. When you get that next raise, save half. You'll never miss it. I promise. Furthermore, if you invest half of every raise that you have going forward now and you do this from now on, you are going to be very glad years from now that you did this because that portion or that raise that you got that you directed into your savings, this is going to make your life that much more comfortable as you start to slow down the production of money coming into your household. I've given the same advice to friends and family for years. And when I look back at it now, today, I see people that are living life much more comfortably without the financial stress that most people have if they hadn't done that in the first place. I think the next piece of advice that has served me very well is that if you can't pay for something um, and you can't pay for it in full when you're buying it, don't charge it. Credit cards should be used um, as a financial convenience, not as a crutch. You guys have heard me talk about this before. Um, that is the underlying message that I try to instill in all my clients. I mean, I've learned early on that it is okay to use credit cards, but not to carry a balance. I've tried to follow this from the very beginning when I first started getting credit cards. And sometimes, you know, it didn't always work out, but eventually the goal was to pay off that high interest credit card first, and I did. And I use my credit card for the most part for all of my purchases. And I take advantage of points and all those other things and the leverage of that 30 days. But I do pay it off every month. This lesson influenced how I treat other debt too. Um, so I was always thinking if I couldn't afford to pay for it then, I'd wait. Unless it was good debt like, you know, taking out a mortgage on an appreciating asset or something like that. You know, today at 60 years old, my wife and I are debt free, uh, having paid off our mortgages on our primary residence. And we did that in less than 10 years in our beach place. We did that in less than six years and we used that leverage while we had it. And, and now, of course, uh, you know, we're finishing putting our youngest Justin through college right now. And most likely we're probably going to sell our properties and invest the proceeds and travel and probably rent in some of the most beautiful places around the world. And we're going to do that for a while until we figure out what we want to do next. But um, again, cash is king and you always want to try to pay those debts off immediately that you're uh, leveraging those credit cards for for those 30 days that you uh, are making that purchase from. The next thing that's on my brain that I want to talk about is that it's never too late to learn new ways to invest. You heard me talk about the uh, the conference that I'm going to in a couple of weeks out in Minneapolis. I will tell you, um, along with my safe money investments, with the power of a properly structured cash value life insurance plan, um, I believe a diversified income that is divvied up into different you know stock portfolios that are dividend paying, that are income oriented, um, you know, when you do that and you start teaching yourself about other types of investments like crypto, um, I think you can start dabbling in that area. And I'm convinced personally that this can be a very powerful part about building your residual income portfolio. I don't think this is going away anytime soon in our lifetime. I think it's here to stay. And uh, 
I, the more I learn about it, the more excited I get about it. I mean, not long after it occurred to me that crypto has been around for a while and I wasn't really taking advantage of it, I started saying, okay, it's not too late. I can still get into this. I can still learn it. And, you know, they always say the best day to invest is always yesterday, but the next best day to invest is today. So why not get started? So I decided to start taking some of the gains that had accrued in my portfolio and other funds, like some of the top technology stocks or energy, energy stocks or my healthcare stocks or things like that that had done very well over the last few years. And I said, I'm going to start taking a chance and bet that the timing is going to pay off. And it has been. It's been paying off quite well so far. I know that it's fortunate when you're in a position that you've you know, gotten to the stock market or wherever you're investing and maybe you're coming in right after a recession or, you know, we're in, we're going into what seems to be a recession right now and stocks are going down. I think that's a good time to buy more stocks and, you know, it's eventually going to be cyclical and it's, we're going to come out of that. And I'm grateful that my portfolio has done well. It certainly takes pressure off, but you have to you have to move with the times and you have to take that advantage of what's happening next. And that's why I'm going to these conferences and following the influencers that um, uh, that have gone before me that have, uh, you know, skill sets that I don't have. And it's you know, it's not that hard to follow successful people. You're going to make some mistakes along the way. That is part of the game. That is how it works. They're going to make some mistakes. You just have to take everything with a grain of salt. Do it at your own pace, you know, and always, you know, I'm always telling people, be very comfortable with what you're investing, know what you can afford to lose, know what you can afford to take a gamble with and what you, um, you know, you absolutely can't. And that's why there's always got to be buckets where you keep your money. And, you know, I told you guys before, I have the majority of my wealth in safe places that don't have a possibility of losing like the cash value life insurance like um, other investments that have you know proven over a period of years and years that they're going to be stable over time if you just uh, you know stay the course and then of course you have your more risky and speculative investments where you ha you have money that you can afford to lose some of it or all of it in some cases if it's very risky if you're investing in a startup or in a, a new crypto coin or something like that that is you know high risk high reward type thing but you have to have those different buckets and based on your own you know tolerance for risk you make your decisions based on that so that's something that's very very important in the financial world i think the next thing um, we should talk about is putting your goals down and going to work setting up a budget for yourself and for all of your needs, including your fun. Because I'm very fun-oriented, my wife even more so than me. So I think trying to stick to a diet that is so rigid that you can never eat what you really love is a waste of time because you're eventually going to blow it. And the same thing is true for a hyper-strict budget. You know, a few years ago when my daughter Chelsea was 23, um, and she was building her independent network marketing business right out of college. She wasn't making much money. And uh, it was kind of tough for her. You know, she had to suck it up. She moved back home. She moved into our, uh, our downstairs and made a little apartment for herself down there. And she just put her head down and started working. She knew to keep her expenses low. She moved back home for that reason. And when she set up shop, she literally just bootstrapped it. She put her head down. She went to work. She started building her team. She started learning leadership skills. She started concentrating on personal growth skills. 
And that helped her break free and set up a residual income business for herself. And based on her general idea of what she had coming in every month, she would try budgeting. But a lot of times, you know, you fall short in your budgeting because people aren't skilled at this and it, it creates that that ugly feeling that, you know, you feel like you're on a, on a treadmill or a trap. And because she didn't have a realistic sense of her spending, that made it very tough. So she had to, you know, really go to work on that. She was realistic. She did set goals and she set some limits for herself. And she earmarked money for her occasional weekend trips and her travel, but she always kept her eye on the ball. And I will tell you today, Chelsea, at the age of 28, she has developed a solid six-figure residual income. She's leveraged as she's built an amazing team using, um, you know, uh, just a new generation of leadership skills that she has learned with her team and um, building just a dynamic organization, very versatile. She's able to travel. She's able to do the things that she wants to do. She lives very independently. She's very careful, though, about keeping her eye on her finances, and she continues to keep her debt low work hard to create those incredible balances between lifestyle and working and enjoying your life. So uh, she's just done a tremendous job with that. And I will tell you, as we as we get you know closer to um, the end of today's episode, I just want to talk about a couple more points. And one of them is retirement. And retirement is far away for a lot of people that listen to this podcast. I know that if you're Starting out early, and I have a lot of people that I work with that are in their 20s and 30s, retirement is very easy if you start to solve this equation and start saving in your 20s and 30s. I mean, I I honestly love teaching the importance of saving for retirement to young people because I was pretty good with money when I was in my early 20s. And I can say that I looked at other successful people and figured it out, but I did hear it. And as time went on, I became a little bit more comfortable financially when I got into my late 20s, and I started upping my savings and investing with every level of increase in my revenue that, um, that I was generating in the businesses that I had and the jobs that I had. I was creating as much as possible. And when I met Susan, uh, my then future wife, I realized that some people could actually make lots of money quite naturally, which was her case. And we started learning from each other. Um, you know, she loved earning. She loved doing what she was doing. She loved her her business sense. And uh, along with that, with my skill set or my innate ability to save, it became a great partnership. Now, you know, we both recently turned 60. We've been together 40 years. I can't even hardly believe that. But we could retire from the day-to-day sooner rather than later if we chose to. However, we are having way too much fun to stop right now and to stop anytime soon. That kind of reminds me of um, the fact that both Susan and I lost our dads a few years ago. And frankly, it pained me to realize that our dads didn't really understand any of the money strategies that we learned and that we implemented in our lives. And I had long since achieved a level of financial comfort that we could afford to help out our parents. And especially, you know, with our moms being left, um, you know, we were able to help them whenever we needed to, whenever we wanted to. Um, You know, my mom just recently passed now, and, uh, you know, 
it, you know, it just it makes me feel wonderful that we were able to help her financially during the time that she needed it the most. And I think that uh, family always comes first. Family's more important than money, which sort of leads me to the last thing I wanted to talk about today was that, you know, people make a lot of jokes about how annoying or difficult family can be, even me. But personally, I can't say enough good things about uh, my in-laws. I mean, they had a profound impact on my life. Um, you know, I just love them to death. I mean, they're just great people. Without them, I would have missed out on a lot of the fun things that we did together. And frankly, whenever Susan and I had the opportunity to take an elaborate trip overseas or even here in the United States, we always wanted to include them. We loved spending time with them. They were just people we wanted to be friends with that, uh, you know, her parents, my in-laws, they were truly our friends. And we were so appreciative that they could be part of our trips and uh, be part of our family. And frankly, we just love their company. And now as a financial strategist who helps other people with their businesses and teaches courses in financial independence, I acknowledge that my in-laws certainly had an impact for encouraging me to find balance in my life. You know, my father-in-law loved to golf. He loved to spend time with family. Same with my mother-in-law, Marge. She was always the one that, you know, was hoping to do another, she was the matriarch. She was always bringing the family together for uh, holidays and things of that nature. And I tell you, what a, uh, you know, a beautiful time it was when we were able to do those things. Um, and, you know, then, of course, meeting and marrying uh, their beautiful daughter and all that I'm grateful for with that every single day. It's just been a wonderful relationship. I think one of the most important financial wisdom pieces uh, to impart on you would be that um, probably have less to do with making money and more to do with how well you can use it and what you can do with it. We wanted to make sure that our children got the education that they needed to achieve and the greatness that is within them could be brought out. In a, in a manner that they couldn't have done otherwise. And I feel that it's been both mine and Susan's guiding light for the philosophy with our kids on raising our kids and what we wanted for them. And it's it, it's really transcended right into the, the soul of our businesses and what we do for a living and helping people that we coach and lead. So uh, it's, just, it's just a great thing to have that as your guiding light. So I know that um, this, is, uh, this is what we're all about. And I know that uh, we'll continue on these topics as we go along. So until next time, guys, this has been Murray Miller, and I will see you on the other side. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Family Business Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how you can join our growing family and begin implementing the success principles to building a financial wall around your family, you can go to thefamilybusiness.info forward slash call and you can schedule a call with us because we have saved a spot at the table for you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your family and the people that you care about. And we would love it if you would take a second to give us a five-star review to help future family members just like you find us. I leave you with this. In life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you believe, plan, and expect. Let's do this.